The following program contains adult content, explicit language, and sexual themes. Listener discretion is advised. And it contains murder. Lots and lots of murder. You stinking bastard. People tell me, hey, you gonna go die and go to hell. At least I'm not wrong. It's time for 911. Where's your emergency? Oh, this is Sandy. It's a pretty one. Look. Fuck, Clement. Send the police. Send the police. Any guys, don't be a hero, mate. And I said, I'm not trying to be a hero, but the police are coming. One in the chest, one in the head. Fired by Detective Sergeant Roger Rogers. I was uh, branching out. That's when the cannibalism started. Eating of the heart and uh, the arm muscle. I'll oh, wear now car with his hands. Look how he tied with his hands and pull the head of his backside. Car with him is a wobbly bottom little cher- cherub face. Cherub face little boy who would who Hi, I'm Cambo. And I'm Barney Black. And I'm Tara Saraban. And this is Bloody Murder on True Crime Island. Special Christmas edition. We are two true crime podcasts combining forces to tell you some special holiday true crime stories. Well, shit in a bucket, I'm super excited. Cambo, how about you? You bet, boomfuckalunga. <laughs> On this special Yuletide episode, we'll be talking about an horrendous Christmas massacre that happened in Covina and a series of ridiculous Chrissy crimes from all around the globe. Now, before we commence our sordid tales, we'd like to remind you that this episode is brought to you by our wonderful and generous patrons. If you'd like to become a patron to either Bloody Murder or True Crime Island, check out our websites. And thank you all for your ongoing support this year. Now, guys, Christmas is supposed to be a time of goodwill and family bonding. Sure, for 364 days of the year, you hate your brother-in-law, cousin or auntie, but for one day, you'll give them a hug and kiss them on the cheek and feign interest in their tedious monologues about taxidermy and the best way to remove snails from the garden. Then on Boxing Day, you can go right back to hating them again. Amen. But Barney... There's nothing like the joy on a kid's face when he first sees the PlayStation box containing the socks I got him for Christmas. Oh, you prick. (laughs) (laughs) That's why Christmas is just like another day at the office. You do all the work and the fat guy in the suit gets all the credit. Oh, that fat red bastard. So smug. You know, Tara, also Christmas is the one time of year we make small children sit on the knee of a male stranger who is obviously wearing a disguise. Oh, seriously, what is with that? It is creepy, isn't it? Oh, it is creepy. (laughs) Now we've all seen the sweet Christmas-themed movies where everything is covered in thick layers of white snow, everyone is all cosy and rugged up, building snowmen and drinking eggnog. Yeah, but Christmas in Australia is a very different thing. Here Christmas happens in the middle of our blisteringly hot summer. Well, I can tell you, we're sitting here sweltering in our collots and singlets, sweat dripping into our eyes and down our butt cracks, Mm -hmm. while someone roasts a bloody turkey nobody feels like eating in 45-degree heat. 
We're watching movies and listening to carols about snowmen, mittens, warm fires and hot cocoa. We don't have mistletoe here either. I guess the closest thing for us is spinning the goon bag on the hill's hoist. Oh, yeah. That's where you take the bladder out of a box of wine, tape it to the clothesline in the backyard and give it a spin. Then whoever's under it has to suck a swig from the goonie. Oh, my grandmother loved that game. Well, she was an impressive and handsome woman. Instead of festive, colourful table centrepieces, we have fly and mozzie repellent. Yeah, and it doesn't snow anywhere in Australia over Christmas, so if we want to build a snowman, it has to be made out of sand. No ugly Christmas sweaters for us. Get your hands off my sweaty pillows. (laughs) Hey, Barney, what's the worst thing you ever got for Christmas? A present so shit you wanted to punch someone over or had to show that face of happiness when really you were so disappointed. Mm, the worst, Cambo? I did ask for roller skates once and Santa, the fat bastard, bought me the ones that go over your shoes. Oh, no! Mm, that sucks. Yeah, it really did suck. They started to fall apart just after a group of neighbourhood kids laughed at me. Oh, poor little Barney. (laughs) Assholes. What about you, Tara? Well, I loved pop music when I was a kid, and I got really excited when I opened a present that was six whole cassette tapes of the biggest pop songs of the year. But there was a catch. They were all done by Miami Sound Machine, like not the actual artist who recorded the songs. I was essentially given six cassettes of a cover band and they did not sound the same. Was Dr. Beat on there? Duck, 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 No, Dr. they Beat. would be doing an original if they did yeah, Dr. Beat. Yeah, that, that was their song, wasn't yeah, it? It's Gloria no. Estefan. Do you still have these cassettes? I so want to listen to no, them. Oh God. I'm surprised they lasted out the year. It was always disappointing. You'd be like, oh, I love this song. I'm going to put it on and, oh, you know. It was a bit shite. Yeah, just mm, some, it's like sort of um, almost like auto-tune was singing it, you know. Mm. All right, Camber, you have to tell us your worst Christmas prezzy now. Look, <laughs> I'm the sort that can fake it so well that even I think all my prezzies are great. (laughs) You've just got to keep that poker face. Oh, my God. It's like when Harry met Sally. I'll have the present Cambo's having. So you didn't like that rhinestone-encrusted butt plug I gave you, Cambo? Ever since I woke up on your couch. (laughs) (laughs) Stop grooming me, buddy. (laughs) He's not going to stop, you know. I'm not going to stop, Cambo. Hey, baby. Way to kill the conversation, Barney. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cambo and Barney, let's get murdery. All right. Let's do it. It's 11.30pm on Christmas Eve 2008, and there is a Christmas party going on at the Ortega residence at 1129 East Crest Drive, Covina, Los Angeles, California. There are around 25 people attending the party, including adults and children. Recently divorced from his wife, Sylvia Ortega, arrives at the residence and bangs on the door. He's dressed in full Santa Claus drag, you know, red suit and white beard. But instead of bringing presents in a sweet red sack, it's full of some nasty surprises. A homemade flamethrower and four 9mm pistols. When the eight-year-old niece of his ex-wife answers the door, he shoots her in the face and strides into the room where the party is in full swing. He then started to shoot the partygoers one by one. He even stood over some of the injured victims and performed executions. 
As everyone tried to flee, he got out his homemade flamethrower and started to spray high-octane racing fuel throughout the building. A log fire in the room ignited the gasoline and caused a huge explosion, melting parts of the Santa suit onto Pardo's skin, causing third-degree burns. I hope it bloody hurt. Yeah, I do too. One of the survivors that fled the massacre was able to contact police while hiding at a neighbouring house. By the time police and fire crews attended the scene, the home was in flames reaching up to 20 metres in height. That's 50-odd feet for our friends in the USA. Well, that's a big fire. Pardo, by this time, had changed into some regular clothes and driven off in his rented Dodge Calibre towards his brother's house, about 48 kilometres or 30 miles away. Initially, his plan was to fly either to a friend's house in Illinois or even to fly out of the country to Canada and use the Illinois itinerary to try and fool investigators. When Pardo got to his brother's house, he rigged a booby trap. They're the best kinds of traps, eh, Barney? (laughs) Hey, baby. I don't know, guys. Ball traps can be quite festive. Pardo rigged a booby trap in his car using the remnants of his melted Santa suit, 300 rounds of ammunition and a pipe bomb. When he entered his brother's house, he realised his brother wasn't home yet. That's a hell of a booby trap. I know. That's a lot of boobies. While waiting for his brother and weighing up whether he should go with Plan A, Illinois, or Plan B, Canada, Pardo decided on Plan C and shot himself in the head. When his brother called police on his arrival at 3am Christmas morning, they found the dead Pardo with not only a gunshot wound to the head, but $17,000 cling-wrapped to his leg inside a girdle. Police also found the four empty 9mm handguns and at least 200 rounds of ammo. A bomb squad attempted to disarm the booby-trapped car, but they were unsuccessful and the car exploded. Boom, fuck a lunga. Hey, that's my line, shit in the bucket. <laughs> At Pardo's house in Montrose, they also discovered two shotguns, a container used for high-octane fuel and a collection of Nickelback cassettes. In the end, there were nine dead plus Pardo. They were Sylvia Ortega, Pardo's ex-wife, Alicia and Joseph Ortega, Sylvia's mum and dad, Charles and Sherry Lynn Ortega, Sylvia's brother and his wife, her other brother, James Ortega, and his wife, Teresa. Alicia and Michael Ortega Ortiz, they were Sylvia's sister and her son. Three members of the family lost their lives to gunshots alone, while four died from a combination of fire and gunshots, and two were killed by the fire. Several others were injured but managed to survive. That's quite a body count, isn't it, guys? It's Mm. wiped out most of an entire family. Yeah, it's shocking. I think there was about 13, 14 children orphaned. Yeah, because um, he took out all those parents. By the way, the girl that that he shot in the face when he came in the door, she lived. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 So what the fucking red-nosed reindeer caused Pardo to go off the rails like this? He had no prior criminal record and no history of violence. Well, Barney, he had just lost his job as an electrical engineer around five months earlier at ITT Electronic Systems, and he just settled his divorce with Sylvia weeks beforehand. Yeah, the divorce seems to be the key here. Pardo had known Sylvia for a few years before they were married. They'd met while working at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Flint Ridge in 2004. 
They were married in January of 2006 and it is unclear if Pardo had told his wife of his previous marriage and son, who was severely disabled in a swimming accident years before. Soon after they were married, they grew apart. Pardo refused to open a joint bank account with Sylvia and wouldn't step up as a stepdad and take care of her three children from a prior relationship financially. Man, you can imagine the harmony at the dinner table when Pardo's there eating his top quality steak and the kids are all sharing a can of Spam. That's right, eat your cat food. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd be drinking Beer Chang and Jason would be drinking 4X, the poor little bugger. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a very good uh, metaphor for it, I think, yeah. <laughs> In June 2008, a divorce court ordered Pardo to pay Sylvia $1,785 a month and she also got a one-off payment of ten grand, the wedding ring and the family dog. It's unknown if the dog was called Graham, but I suspect it was. Well, Graham's a dog's name. Well, Pardo wasn't happy about parting with Graham and also the other stuff. Pardo complained to the court that Sylvia was living at home with her parents, not paying rent, had bought a luxury car, took gambling trips to Vegas, ate at restaurants all the time, and got massages and golf lessons. Golf lessons and eating in restaurants. Outrageous. How dare she have a life without him, huh? If only I can go live with mum and dad. (laughs) Yeah. Go buy myself a new car. Oh, if only you can get rid of your horrible, horrible ex-husband without him murdering your entire family. Mm. Now, Pardo was able to get hold of the four handguns by buying one a month as per the law of the land back then. So this massacre was very much premeditated. Yeah, it really sounds like it. Apparently, during the divorce proceedings, Pardo's mum sat with the Ortega clan in court I mean, that'd sting, right? Your own mum siding with the ex-wife. He actually had more of a kill list and planned to kill his mum as well. But having the Santa suit melt on him sort of fucked up his plans and just as well, right? Good, good. Yeah. Well, that was a shocking, shocking story. The way it happened, he took out basically all of her family and... uh, I'm really glad so, that her children survived. That's something. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you know, who's going to look after them now? So, everyone, that's our shocking, horrible true crime story yeah. for today. That's the main one. So, uh, do we have any more? We sure do, Cambo. But the rest of them are really, like, happy and funny. It was Christmas 2014 and Santa Con was in full swing in San Francisco. For 20 years, thousands of people had gathered, all dressed up in their red and white Santa suits and stick-on fake woolly white beards. It's not really an event for the kiddies, though. Like, it's actually descended into a huge alcohol fueled pub crawl that spills out onto the streets. Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah, just a, just a Tuesday. Mm, yeah, Tuesdays. <laughs> it's here that one badly behaved Santa decided to walk into the Wells Fargo Bank at Union Square and pass a note to the teller that read, You better not shout, you better not cry, give me the money because I'm telling you why. I've got a gun in my Santa sack pointed at you. Oh, oh he's good, isn't he? Was, you've Yay. got quite the voice, Cambo. I love singing oh, Cambo. Thank you. I do too. So the terrified teller gave him an undisclosed amount of cash and he calmly walked out, getting lost in the crowd with the thousands of other drunk Santas enjoying SantaCon. But unlike the other debauched partygoers, this guy literally put the con 
into Santa Con. Uh huh. Hmm. Hey, baby. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Just reach in <laughs> and check out the surprise in Santa's sack. Oh, calm your tinsel tits, Cambo. The authorities put out an APB that had law enforcement looking for a portly chap wearing a red jacket with white furry trim. He had white hair and a white beard and looked jolly. I bet law enforcement wish they'd been given a more specific brief. Well, you know. Um, take them all in. Take, take them all in. All in. I don't think there was room we'll in the We'll find tales. something. Now, only in Florida. Wellington, Florida, to be precise, where during Christmas 2007, the theft of the baby Jesus from a local nativity scene led police to an 18-year-old woman's house. Now, they didn't have to follow a star to find the baby Jesus, as the three wise men did all those years ago. Rather, they used a more modern technique. The baby Jesus was equipped... He was lojacked with a GPS (laughs) device, and it didn't take them long to recover the little pot-bellied prophet. Hey... Are you fat shaming the little baby Jesus, Barney? <laughs> yes, I am. No, of course not. All babies are tubby. Well, what is wrong with people going around stealing little baby Jesuses every Christmas? In my day, you'd steal the muffler man and put him on the council steps and hope it made the local paper that week. Did it? It, it did actually. <laughs> so hang on a second. You actually. I think it was the Campbelltown Ingleburn News. You did this. Okay. I think we need a little bit more details, right? Okay. Well, was it you and the some mates? Shop makes it, the muffler shop makes a, a muffler man out of all the old muffler bits. Yeah. And he stands there waving at people, you know, as they drive hang past. Hang on. So it moves? Well, he sort of well, does. Well, he moved that night, he, didn't he? Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's in the, it's sort of like strike a pose. Oh, he vogues. Waving at you. And then at night, alcohol fueled, you get the muffler. Hang on, man with from some mates or by yourself? Shop. Well, mates. Yeah. You can't do How many yourself. mates does it take to lift a muffler man? Two. Oh, there you go. One's got to be uh, sober enough to drive the car. Oh, I was going to say the three of us the could do it, but that's not going to work, is it? Abduct. <laughs> the other two abduct the muffler man. <laughs> and then you chuck it in the boot. You drive off to wherever, and then you've got to think, oh, where are we going to put it? So. Take it to the steps of the council Ooh. and leave it there. That's Friday night, so Saturday morning. Everyone gets to see the happy muffler man and it makes the paper. The good thing is the muffler shop doesn't care. Oh. They want to keep building these things and you stealing them because it's all free publicity. Well, yeah, there you go. Oh, you were on the take from mm. the muffler men, weren't you? Yeah, the yeah. muffler industry, man, they're just so oh, corrupt. They're, they're, they're trying to like... Victimless crimes. <laughs> I don't know. The muffler man might have felt a bit sad being so so out in public. Maybe he was an introvert. Well, we did <laughs> we did dump one in the river. Oh no, you little bastards! <laughs> did you put him in a trolley first and just go down, push him down a hill? Sort of like a dry run for the future. Well, not so dry, huh? No. Mm, no, never. Only in Florida does the baby Jesus even have a GPS ankle bracelet, right? How would Joseph be, though, on December 25th, all those years ago? Here he is with blue balls and a baby after his wife says she's a virgin, and then these three guys turn up when the kid's born and give Mary all these gifts. Yeah, that would seem a little bit fishy, wouldn't it? you really got to be careful when choosing the right gift for someone. In 2003, a man gave his girlfriend a fillet knife for Christmas and was admitted to hospital the next day after said girlfriend stabbed him and cut his throat with the same fillet knife. Damn. 
She was arrested and told police she stabbed her boyfriend as he had threatened that he would cut her up and throw her in the river only a few days previously on a fishing trip. Oh, that's a bit shit. <laughs> now, what was he thinking? <laughs> he can go rant it out, motherfucker. Here he is threatening to cut up his girlfriend and throw her in the river and he goes and gets her a fillet knife for a Chrissy Prezi. If my relationship was that toxic, not only would I give my partner a fluffy soft toy that they couldn't cut me with, but I'd, uh, <laughs> but I'd have thrown out, but I'd have thrown out all the kitchen knives and replaced them with plastic ones for fuck's sake. Mm. Sound advice, dude. Wise move. <laughs> <laughs> so this. Hi, Kate. We've got plastic knives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you didn't threaten to cut her up on a fishing trip, you probably wouldn't need to replace the knives. You know, cause and effect. Never have. Cause and effect. So the spirit of Christmas is all about giving. And there was a man who took that, well, beautifully seriously. So this guy claimed to be Santa and he was arrested for giving away a little bit too much good cheer. 57-year-old Monterey Peninsula man Randy Lang, oh, Merry Christmas, Randy, was taken into custody after wrapping up and handing out marijuana to customers and staff at the Buffalo Wild Wings in Seaside. Marijuana Santa Claus said the pot was a Christmas present. Staff at the popular sports bar called police at 4pm after Randy was allegedly seen wrapping marijuana in festive napkins and handing it out to people inside the restaurant. Randy also allegedly gave an employee a napkin filled with pot and stuffed a large amount of wacky tobacco inside the bar's tip jar. I love Randy. Merry fucking Christmas. Yeah, who'd call the cops? Yeah, no, you know what? It must have been like a staff member because, come on. Fun police. Yeah, the fun police called the cops. Mm. Anyway, Randy, what a name. I know. (laughs) Everyone was feeling Randy, so he left. (laughs) Everyone was feeling Randy, Randy, so he gave them all weed. (laughs) Randy was arrested for furnishing marijuana. Doesn't it sound like he made? Doesn't it sound like he made like you know little chairs and tables out of it? Oh, I, I love weed furniture. Yeah. He had enough to do that. I love the guy on the wire that used to whittle it. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when police searched his duffel bag and backpack, they allegedly found five football-sized amounts of pot, weighing in at over two pounds. Sergeant Nicholas. Sergeant Nicholas said, Hey, what are you fucking doing with this much dope? Where'd you get this from? What are you giving it to everybody for? Yeah, it doesn't grow on trees or anything. (laughs) Sergeant Nicholas said, He went in, had a few beers and was walking around. He told me he likes giving out marijuana. (laughs) Do I? (laughs) (laughs) Marijuana. (laughs) I love it. He went in. And had a few beers and was walking around. He told me he likes giving out marijuana. I've never experienced anything like this. Well, Nick, maybe you should get out and about <laughs> Get out more, dude. <laughs> Sergeant Nicholas also went on to deny that he was harshing Santa's buzz. Well, he really was. Look, he was. He was. He was. I mean, if Santa came up to me and said, here's a handful of pot, I'd go, Thank you, Santa. Yeah. That's the best gift Thank you, Santa. anyone's ever given it's me. It's a Christmas miracle. It is. It's like a Nimbin Christmas, oh, isn't it? Oh, well, you would know, as would I. Normal, nearly normal Nimbin. <laughs> oh, not nearly normal Nimbin, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Now for a holiday tale from Canada. 
because I'm pretty sure that's how it's pronounced. We have many listeners from Canada. Well, not anymore, we don't. <laughs> yeah, they're gone. Sorry, guys. Or oh, we're getting emails right now. Please uh, direct your shit reviews to Barney. Well, they sound like Americans, don't they? <gasps> don't oh, you no. ever oh, say that? Now, oh, my God, Cambo. There they really go. Oh, God. Are they say a boot? Yeah, I love a boot, That's but they don't all do it. But they they have, don't all do it. But they have Mounties a and, a, and a universal uh-huh. healthcare system and, and stuff. They're pretty awesome. They're we pretty actually awesome. got a shit review oh. that said that they hated us because we gave shit to Canadian Mounties, and we don't think we did. No, yeah. I think they're cool. Yeah, Mounties are great. Oh I'm not sure like yeah. when we would have given them shit, but apparently we suck because we did. What? <laughs> I'm a... I'm a Canadian Mountie and I like mountain women. <laughs> oh, no. Can- you know what? If oh, you'd said people, it would have been more inclusive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, come on. What? Mountain people? Yeah. Him, shim, <laughs> her, sure, they, them, Any us. port in a storm, I say. No, jingle balls. Oh, come on, <laughs> Tinsel Tits. Get your shit together. <laughs> Canada Post. Canada Post, what an institution, mm. provided a service where kids can write a letter to Santa and get a reply. It's a really sweet idea that a lot of countries have in play. But one year, an evil Grinch tried to ruin it for everyone. <laughs> Canada Post was horrified at the news that some recipients of mail from Santa in the Ottawa area had received inappropriate letters. While they apologised personally to the families that were affected, they also publicly announced that they would take every step possible to find the person or persons responsible. They would track them down. They would tackle them and handcuff them and apologise profusely and then they would put them in jail. <laughs> oh, I love can- Canadians. <laughs> I'm sorry. Some of the rogue letters contained replies to the poor children, such as... Santa is really bad. He hates kids. Even hates David Beckham. P.S. You're adopted. (laughs) (laughs) I got one. Learn to say please when you ask for things, you dumb shit, or you'll be getting dirty socks for Christmas forever. (laughs) This is my personal favourite. This is great. This letter is too long, you ass clown, and your mum sucks dicks and your dad is gay. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. This is exactly what was coming through. Yeah, um, they were kind of harsh for little kitties, hey? Naughty little elf. This next little story is all about another bad Santa. There's plenty of bad Santas out there, it looks like. so many. A man dressed as Santa Claus climbed through a KFC drive-thru window before robbing staff at knife point. CCTV footage captured the merry moment the man entered the fast food restaurant in Alfriston, Derbyshire, on December the 19th. The robber threatened staff with a knife and demanded money before scampering away with the cash as fast as his tubby little legs could carry him. The man was described as being around 5 foot 10 inches tall and husky, wearing a red hat, jacket and mm-hmm. pants with, you'll never guess, white furry trim, but he also did have a black stocking over his face, which was a bit of a twist. That's a, that's a good look. Oh. Mm, yeah, Fishnet? you know what? It was probably broad from felon. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. So how else is Santa supposed to survive? That's what I ask. Mm. Breast or thigh, Cambo? 
Oh, I can't answer that. <laughs> You're all about the chicken <laughs> butt, aren't you, mate? You love the chicken butt. Nom, 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 chicken butt. Ah, get out of camera. I like eating chicken butt. Nom, 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 nom. That's what oh. they make nuggets out of, isn't it? Wow. Chicken ass. <laughs> Pretty much. I thought that was Cambo saying that. <laughs> G'day. I like chicken butts. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> oh, sorry, little girl burp. Yeah, burp like a man. Come on, step up. Step up, cracker. Burp like a man, burp like a man. I just let it out already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mostly a silent burper and it really annoys Barney. He thinks they all sound like vomit burps, but they aren't, Barney. They aren't. Yeah, well, you know. Not everyone's an awesomely loud burper like you. Joycey! Joycey! His Aunt Joyce was. Yeah. Really loud burper. Yeah, she could burp really loud. And then people in the other room would yell out, Joycey! I sort of have Pepsi burps and Coke, Coke burps. They, they're pretty bad. The old uh, beer chang burp. Now a Christmas story from Great Yarmouth in England, where one of the official town Santas was being picked on by a local teenager in front of a crowd of little kitties. After a while, Santa couldn't take the torment any longer, and in a fit of rage, he rushed the annoying teenager. Then the two of them got involved in a spot of biffo. I am so tired of your shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's ho, what he was ho, thinking. Ho, ho, yeah, yeah that man, come on. Merry fucking Christmas. Punch on, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> you little cunt. Come Punch on, cunt. Mummy, what's a little cunt? <laughs> you, sweetie, you. <laughs> yeah. Police quickly broke up the fight, but the damage to all the little kitties was already done. Because Cambo was there, mm. with most of them crying and in mm. shock at the spectacle they just witnessed. As Santa was led away in handcuffs, these poor little children thought Christmas would never come. So, in order to try and limit the emotional scarring these kids had just suffered, police took a group of them downtown to explain that the fighting Santa was actually an imposter and that the real one would still visit them on Christmas night. With nunchucks? <laughs> no, Barney, <laughs> with presents. Don't you know how this works? I'm apparently, not sure he does. Apparently not. Nah. <laughs> comes, comes down the chimney. Santa's coming and... down the fucking... <laughs> He's coming down the fucking chimney. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> You're supposed to be asleep. <laughs> well, fuck you, Santa. Well, you have a bad relationship with Santa, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I feel it's a little abusive on uh. both sides. <laughs> What are you doing in mum's room? Stop touching her. Mm. Oh, you really, you're walking the line here, no. Cambo. Oh, God. Hey, Cambo, your dad's gay for Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we can't use that. Oh, yes, we will. That's all right. Hi to all our Swedish listeners. And to Penilla from True Crime Sweden. Yeah, she'd know all about this one. Um, so this is from an article we got from a Swedish news site called The Local. So Sweden's straw yuletide goat called... Yavleboken. 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 Sweden has a straw oh, goat. I know how to speak Swedish. I, I've got to fix this. Hey, baby, Yavleboken. Sweden has like this big straw Christmas goat that's called Yavleboken. 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 And his biggest claim to fame is that uh, he tends to get burnt down every Christmas. And this year, well, 
he's returning. Let's see how long he lasts. How do we know that Yavle Blocken is a boy? It could be a girl goat. Okay, I'll go back to it. They. This year it's set to return. We're going to have to wait and see what happens there. Well, guys, every year the Christmas goat in a slot still gets square in Yavle, central Sweden, attracts a media storm with locals dreaming up new ways to protect the arson-prone 13-metre high creation. That's big. It is big. Despite their efforts, including in some years spraying the goat in anti-flammable liquid, the goat usually goes up in flames long before Swedes of open-air Chrissy Prezies. Last year, the goat surprisingly made it to Boxing Day intact. Sweet. To the delight of the organisers. Now, they were reported to have put a secret, and I'm doing air quotes here, mm-hmm. secret plan into effect to protect it. In 2016... It was less fortunate, going down in flames just hours after its inauguration. Historical precedent is against Yavle Bokken. In its first year, in 1966, it burned down on New Year's Eve and it's only actually made it through the entire month of December on 13 occasions in 52 years. Wow. It has been burned, stolen and vandalised. In 1976, someone drove a car into it. Look... (laughs) you got to admit, when you see it, it's just asking to be burnt down. Well, I mean, wow. that's the vibe I'm getting. <laughs> uh, here are just a few of the most outrageous Yavle goat attacks. In 1976, a student drove a customised Volvo Amazon at the rear legs of the goat, precipitating its collapse. Timber! The <laughs> Volvo! In 2001, it was burned down by a baffled American tourist. So this happened on December 23. A 51-year-old American artist, Lawrence Jones, was apprehended lighter in hand Uh as he watched Mm. the goat burn. (laughs) Burn! gun. He told police he had been misled by his Swedish friends who insisted torching the straw goat was a perfectly legal Swedish tradition. (laughs) He spent 18 days in the clink and was fined 100,000 kroner which he has not paid. I mean, who needs enemies when you got mates like that? The cunts. <laughs> In 2005, vandals dressed as Santa Claus and gingerbread men shot a flaming arrow at the goat on December the 3rd. The hunt for the arsonists responsible for the goat burning in 2005, it actually featured on the weekly Swedish live broadcast of TV3's Most Wanted. Hey, we're looking for the fucking gingerbread man and Santa. Um, so, <laughs> well, with all the alcohol consumed over Christmas, the spirit of giving can sometimes end up with people giving each other bloody noses, right? New Hampshire resident, 26-year-old Heath Blom and his girlfriend, 24-year-old Randy Young, were arrested in 2008 after a yuletide fracas over a Nintendo Wii left them both bloodied. You see, Heath had asked Randy for a remote-controlled airplane for Christmas and was gutted to receive a gaming console instead. Oh, the nerve. Oh, how dare she! Well, the couple argued passionately and a brawl ensued. When Randy went to leave... Heath allegedly grabbed her hair. In retaliation, she turned around and smacked him fair in the face. Merry fucking Christmas. <laughs> well, guys, it seems like the critics are right. Like, sometimes video games do cause violent behaviour. And now for another Christmas tale. In 2009, a drunk Santa Claus stumbled into a scared family's yard in Wisconsin. The family's two kids weren't fooled by the blot man in red. 
Nine-year-old Katie Dockery told local news, he smelled like alcohol. So I knew it wasn't the real Santa because Santa doesn't drink alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I reckon, he, I reckon he slams a few. Oh, man, don't people leave booze out for him on purpose? That's right. According to the girl's mother, the drunk imposter totted around yelling, Have you seen my reindeer? If you see my reindeer, you call me right away. Oh, that's not a reindeer Santa. <laughs> oh, no, I don't, I don't hey. know if it's anything. Well, guys, those were some awesome fucked up Christmas tales. Oh, they I'm, sure as shit I hope were. everyone liked. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> so, Canvo, what are your plans for Christmas? Well, I will be in amazing Thailand, amazing Thailand, with the lovely Kate. Look, I'll probably probably taking a photo of a mojito. Mojito? I always say mojito, but you said I should say mojito. No, I didn't say you should say mojito. I oh. said that's what the world says, and you should say whatever the hell you want. Yeah, yeah. Cambo, Cambo just be Cambo. Just be Cambo, man. Marijuana. So <laughs> Smoking I'll be taking marijuana, photos. taking photos of mojitos. <laughs> I'll be taking photos of my Mojito. And it's funny because when I take a photo of my Mojitos <laughs> and I upload it, it's always Nina Instead's the first one to comment on it. What does she say? She usually just goes, yeah, or whatever, yeah, blah, 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 little like. Do you drink your so, Mojito or do you just um, just take a photo of it and then have a glass of milk, strawberry well, milk? I, I usually do it as stylish as I can, you know, with a fucking palm tree in the back, <laughs> you know, and the... You've got to try and do it as good as you can. And then ah. it comes out all right while, you know, it's the first one of the night. Boom, mojito the... longer. Well, also, there's going to be Chrissy Chang beers in the fridge. Mm. So, hi, Jason. I was going to go with fuck with you, Jason, but either 40. way. Yeah, no, it's all good. They're both good. Both acceptable. So, what are you doing, Tara? Day drinking. I shall be day drinking. I found a way to wangle it so that I don't have any, like, family functions or anything at all. My family don't live in Melbourne. So I'm going to pop over to Barney's for some Christmas beers, but that's it. I'm pretty much going to pretend that Christmas doesn't exist. So... If this were one of those Christmas movies we were talking about earlier with all the snow, there'd probably be some kind of miracle where I learned the true power of Christmas and I helped orphans and I made out with my childhood sweetheart while we built a snowman. But it isn't and there won't be and I won't. Those orphans are going to have to figure their shit out for themselves. (laughs) Poor little bastards. Enjoy that. Enjoy that lonely (laughs) tirade of... Wow, of horribleness. Actually, actually that's fucking sounds, awesome to me. Are you kidding good. me? Well, look, enjoy that, Tara. I, I mean that sincerely. <laughs> the horrible tirade of loneliness that I'll be doing on Christmas. <laughs> I will enjoy my horrible tirade of loneliness. Good. Thank you very much. Good. Well, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do now. What are you going to do? Well, well, Cambo, I'm going to do the usual presents with the kids. But not from under the Christmas tree because uh, Laszlo's destroyed the Christmas tree already, the rabid <laughs> oh, little tiger. Isn't Laszlo so lovely? He's so sweet and he's... he purrs every time you give him a little yeah. pat. I'm glad he hasn't got the zoomies right now while we're recording. He's asleep on the couch. Oh, my God, Cambo's purring. <laughs> Scratch him under the chin. He likes that. Oh, you got a little belly rub. So, yeah, I put the Christmas trees... Uh, I put, I put the presents underneath the exercise bike and put some tinsel on the exercise bike. I think that works. Yeah, so, well, it's not like you use it. I've done that. For anything other than no, a coat rack. No, the microphone pits 20 kilos on. Everybody knows yeah, that. Yeah, we I, all sound I've fat on podcasts. I've got my fat voice. So, yeah, hang with the <laughs> nice kids. Nice one, Santa bod. 
So, <laughs> so yeah, hang with the kids, open presents, and watch the disappointment pour over their faces <laughs> when they open their shitty presents, and then watch Die Hard because it's a Christmas movie. And I don't care what anyone says. No, it is, it is. And when the kids go to their mums, I'll get blackout drunk. The usual. I actually have sort of a lifelong bizarre relationship with Christmas. All right. We've got a story to tell us. Mm -hmm. Let's hear it. Well, until I was seven, my brother and I lived with our mum in the middle of bumfuck nowhere with like no paved roads, electricity, gas, hot water or an actual toilet with plumbing. Like instead we had a hole in the ground with a kind of like toilet seat over it that was always swarming with flies. Good times. Good times. (laughs) Now, of course, we didn't have a fridge because no electricity. And being in northern New South Wales in the summer, it got ridiculously hot. So for the first seven years of my life, my mother had me convinced that Christmas was a time when you partied by breaking out the canned food. Yep, canned pineapple, cucumbers, beetroot and asparagus, all the fancy stuff. Boy, it went down a treat with some sweaty cheese that was mouldy on the sides, so you had to cut the sides off it. And to wash it down, a glass of lumpy room temperature powdered milk. Yeah? Probably we, tastes, we had powdered milk as probably well. Probably tastes better than Chang. No way does it taste better than Chang. It's always lumpy. Well, maybe if you had hot water to tastes put in it, it wouldn't be. Fuck you, Barney. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. You're talking about your penis. Well, he said little, so I guess so. Uh, what about you guys? Come on, give me a Christmas tale, Okay, I, I, I got a Christmas uh, story. No, you're, you're not next. Oh, no, I haven't. Uh, well, Gambo, come on, <laughs> give us your best Christmas or well, worst or something. We're having the family extended dinner at the farm, right? So Bit all of a the families come to our place that year. Look, we had a huge cool room there, which mum used to keep the Christmas turkey in and all the bottles of wine before the Christmas turkey was was cooked so she's gone down there to get the turkey out to go and take it up and cook the bloody thing and she left it on the workbench then she went in to get sort out some of the bottles of wine well in the time it took to sort out the wine the dog saw the turkey grabbed it and did the pop then mum comes out sees the turkey's gone and looks out the shed she sees a dog Bottom up the road. Dog. With its tail <laughs> wagging. Oh, yeah, fuck, look what I got. Woo, well, the dog got turkey. We ended up with KSC. You know, that's oh, all we can no. do. It's like, what do you do? Well, the fucking family's coming and the fucking dog's eating a turkey. There's not enough left. You couldn't just pick it up then and, we'll... like, wipe it off and bake it. <laughs> well, we contemplated that. You know, like, There's not enough left. Fucking dog's eating it. That dog would have had such a tummy ache. And you just gotta, you just gotta go around and go. What the fuck are you gonna do? <laughs> so we ended up getting some KFC. It's like, oh fuck. Should but I the rest open of the up family some cans go, of beetroot? Oh, yeah, you cheap cunts. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't oh, buy a turkey. No, fucking assholes. <laughs> I, I ruined a Christmas dinner once. A uh, Christmas lunch. You know, it's turkey. I was about ten. There was all these bowls of lollies everywhere. So I thought I'd put all the candy inside my dinner, inside oh, the mashed potatoes, delicious. on the turkey with the gravy over it. And I thought, that's going to taste awesome. Well, it didn't taste awesome. It tasted rubbish and the dog wouldn't even eat it. Oh, maybe Cambo's dog would have. But I did have a... a oh, God. You know what our dog's name was? I was wondering. Graham? Handsh- yeah, well, Graham handshake. Probably. Handshake? Handshake. <laughs> that's weird. What did you call it for short? Like handy? Just Come sit here, handy. And fucking put its arm up. You know, it's left arm or paws. Pop- It'd just be Poppy like does that. wanting to shake your hand. So that's its name, handshake. Cute. 
I can tell you a nice Christmas story, actually. Okay, let's do that. Many years ago, I had this girlfriend and her parents lived in Mildura. And we went up there for Christmas. And they'd go to Christmas services on Christmas Day. Church. Yeah. Oh, my God. Are you allowed in a church? Or does the whole thing, does everyone just turn around and go, get out? I'm not from a church-going family, so I'd never really experienced this before. And there was this white weatherboard building. It was just beautiful. And you went in there and it had the ceiling fans sweeping. Everyone was wearing white. Well, it seemed like most people were wearing white. You know, men in white suits fanning themselves. Like the Colonel from Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, Panama hats and stuff. And I thought, wow, this is like surreal, like a movie. And then the singing started. And it was amazing. It was quite sweet. Wow. I, I quite enjoyed it. What yeah. the fuck were you wearing, your ACDC t-shirt? <laughs> I was. I was seriously hung Some over at the jeans. time too, which I normally am. <laughs> I reckon that's about it for us. Before we go, we'd like to thank everyone for listening. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. We'd like to give a special shout-out to all the people working through the holidays because you know what? In the last 10 years... So many times I've been rostered onto work and I'm sitting in an abandoned building basically all by myself. Oh, that's a lonely gig. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and well if done. you get Christmas, because New Year's is a week later, huh, you get the double. Okay, there's something the, to the, it. The, the lonely double. Oh, the lonely double. Did it pay? Did, did they buy your loneliness? You would think they would. No, but no, not necessarily. Loo. But a day in lieu to me is a day with Kate. So, hey, hey I'm a winner. Yeah. That's can the be kind you want. There you go. We'd also love to thank all the people who have supported True Crime Island and Bloody Murder. We couldn't do this without you. Oh, absolutely. So thanks for listening, and I'm sure Bloody Murder on True Crime Island will return again. Happy Easter and Merry New Year. <laughs> I've been Barney Black. I've been Tara Saraban. And I'm Cambo. This is Bloody Murder on True Crime Christmas Island. <laughs> Goodbye and adios. Boom fuckalunga. And keep kicking against the pricks. Don't forget to delete your browser history. Hey, so this worked pretty well, guys, with Cambo in Sydney and us in Melbourne. Yeah. Technological marvels. This I know, is great. It's I like having Campbell. you in the room. It's like having in in the room, but it's way easier to edit, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, you see, the thing is, we're not going to get Mike Lee because we've put you far away enough from us. We had to put you in a different state. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> if any, if ever any of us are locked up, we can still do the show. Oh well, assuming we have like two mics and uh, Barney <laughs> doing it live from Silverwater. Oh, Silverwater Bay Prison. Or Malawa Detention Center. They had they had the intercom on in the room, and they kept lying that it wasn't on, and they were using sonic pressure on my head since 1997. Oh, I love our Malawa episodes. I feel like they're very festive. They really yeah, are. Yeah, the way it comes out the, off your tongue, like Malawa. It really it's does such roll, a, doesn't it? Sounds like a really nice place with gardens. And just just plops out of things. your mouth. I want to get married in Malawa. Malawa. Well, the way my life's Malawa. going, I just might. <laughs> Malawa. Oh. Yeah. Well, I plan on spending a lot of the money on hookers and blackjack and drugs. And a full back tattoo of you riding a jet ski. And then I'm going to waste the rest. <laughs> yeah, that's And I'm just getting a beer. All right. By the way, I will need to wee at some point because I just necked a couple of vodkas, so, you know. Ooh, you haven't got a bucket? Um, I wouldn't use it if I had it. There's a toilet nearby. Adult diaper? Oh. I thought you were sitting in the toilet doing this. 
I want you to think that, but it's not true. With your potty mouth. Yeah, yeah. Look, my mouth's in the toilet, but the rest of me's in the lounge room. <laughs> Pretty much how I roll. You have a woman's bottom. Oh, well, thank God. It'd be weird if I had a, like a little froggy butt like you. What's wrong with my... got a tiny froggy butt. It's my pants fall butt. down all the time and belts don't seem to help. And I have enough butt for the both of us, but can I share it? No. I've got, I got little boy hips. I've got the hips of a 10-year-old oh. boy. No, seriously, he had this pair of shorts and they were Star Wars board shorts and he got yeah. them from the kids section. Because he's got Santa bod from the waist up and kitty bod from the waist down. Dude, that was like 15 years ago. Yeah. They <laughs> missed out on leg day. They were episode one. <laughs> Shorts. Oh, that's just horrible. They Isn't that Darth when Jar Jar Binks them. came yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, I love Jar Jar Binks. You don't. No one does. I want to fuck Jar Jar Binks. Oh, gross. Let's do it. All right. Hang on, I've got a burp coming. Bring it. I can feel it. Just tap, oh, just tap yourself come in the, the chest. Time. You tap your chest. Yourself. That does it. Yeah, that's what I do. Burp myself constantly. Uh, uh. Hey, that was hey. beautiful. You know, I'm super tall. I'm like 6'1", but I have a friend who's about 6'5", and um, we were all, all this bunch of friends hanging out, staying together, and the next morning, like, we hugged good morning, and he gave me, like, a back pat, and he burped me. Oh. <laughs> hey, Cambo, you burp like a six-year-old girl. Well, it was only a little one. Yeah. It was a baby burp. It's only a little one. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, yeah, just in case some gold comes out. <laughs> of your woman's bottom. Ah, oh, anyone's bottom at this point would do. Then whoever's hundred has to suck a swick. Suck a suck. <laughs> suck a what? Who? Suck a who? <laughs> Who's going to suck something? Who suck uh, Cambo? Suck my goony. <laughs> <laughs> well, not until you put a ring on it. <laughs> then. Then whoever's under it has to suck a suck a Oh, God. Let's try it again. You can do it. I believe in you. Oh, I, th- I must be thinking of something else. I don't know. Probably. Then whoever. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Then <laughs> I did get uh, the Muppet song, you know. Manamana. Cadaver dog. Cadaver dog. That's our cadaver dog song. Whenever we see a cadaver a cadaver dog, we start singing that. Yeah, cadaver dog. Boom, 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 boom. 45-year-old Bruce Jeffrey Pardo, recently divorced from his wife Sylvia Ortago, arrives at the residence and bangs on the door. Did you say Ortago? Ortega? I thought you might have. Is it Ortega? Yeah, it's Ortega. Okay. Ortega. Ortega? I think it's Ortega. Yeah. Okay. Ortega. There are around 25 people attending the party, including adults and children. 45-year-old Bref... Bref. Where'd Bref come from? Oh, cunt's wet. I think it was Bref. 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 The end. 45-year-old Bruce Jeffrey Pardo, recently divorced from his wife, Sylvia Ortega. Ortega? Otago again. <laughs> recently, recently divorced from his wife, Sylvie. Silly. <laughs> is it Ortega? I think it's Ortega. What do you think, Cambo? Ortega. Yeah, we'll do Ortega. Ortega. Ortega comes easier. I don't know, though. Potato, what you... potato. That's not helping. <laughs> no, really, so really, it's not helping you. It's helping me. Recently a lot. divorced from his potato. <laughs> arrives at a potato. Oh, you know, Sylvia potato and bangs the dog eating the turkey. No one does that. Forty-five-year-old Bruce Reed. 
Retardo. Bruce Lee. <laughs> Bruce Lee. 40... <laughs> <laughs> 45-year-old Bruce Jeffrey Pardo recently divorced from his wife, Sylvia Ortega. It's not a tag. It's either Ortega <laughs> or Ortega. I think Ortega. 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 What are we going to say? Ortega. 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 Okay. We'll get okay, Barney, did you say it right the first time? No. Okay, just backtrack to the start. I will. He's dressed in full Santa Claus drag. You know, oh, we might want to do that again yeah, because sorry, you, you, went over the, you went over the bang. Because I did the bang, but do I did the bang. it late. Oh, I'm going to do oh, the bang sorry. again, wait, all right? Wait for the bang, bang God damn it, Cambo. Don't talk until we're done banging, Cambo. Fuck. <laughs> See what I did there? I'm just watching you. Stop Quiet. grooming oh, me. not us. Gross. Stop grooming me, Tara. Gross. I can feel a burp oh, yeah. coming. Yep. Oh, someone needs to burp Cambo again. Come here, little buddy. Come here, little buddy. I'll give you a little... Hey, there we go. You really do burp like a six-year-old girl, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's, it's only a little one, and I know if halfway through this bloody paragraph, it's you're going to do come a big on. ragey one, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> burps of rage, a cup of rage burps. <laughs> I mean, how would Joseph be? That on December 25th, all those years ago, here he is, blue balled and a baby after nah, his wife says she's a virgin. Here he is with blue balls and a baby. Sorry, it gets lost. <laughs> I, I do, I do love hearing Happy Cambo though. It makes makes my heart glad. <laughs> I mean, you probably How got blue Joseph balls B. too. You haven't seen yeah. Kate in a while. That's about like a man. How Come on. <laughs> Now, another story from Great Yarmouth in England, where one of the official town Santas was being picked on by a local teenager. Teenager. Yeah. <coughs> hey, hey, he did a really good Joycey. one. Mate. He did a good Joycey when you were gone. Oh, yeah. You just can't burp in front of me. You got stage fright, don't you, champ? Oh, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I wow. take it back. God. I take it all At least I get back. some appreciation. When I do it in Kate's ears, you fucking... Ah, oh, dump her. So dump her now, man. So- Woman who doesn't like having a huge man burp in her ear is clearly not a good choice for a Baby. partner. So horny. So horny Dutch right oven. now. Mm. Barney's got wood. Now a story. You know what a Dutch oven is. <laughs> yes, of course we do. It's what gave Barney the wood. Oh, oh God. Now from great. Oh, yeah. Every year the Christmas goat in the Stotskoden Square in Gavel. <laughs> yep. Yavlay. <laughs> Yavlay. Yavlay. Yavlay, you slots to gotten. Slots to get. <laughs> slots to get. Slots to get Yavlay, you fuck. Square. Make sure you slots to get the Yavlay, you fuck. <laughs> no. It's the big god. <laughs> you guys are fucked. Yeah, we know. We like it. It's good, right? <laughs> Christmas goat. <laughs> Where the fuck they get that from? I love that there's we'll a Christmas, make a Christmas goat. Christmas fucking goat. Man, it's why, fantastic. There should why be not? more Christmas goats. Yeah, we should all have one. Every country. We've got a Christmas kangaroo. Well, I know the Bilby's Christmas, all about it. It'd be Easter. better to have a Christmas koala, wouldn't Chris, it? Christmas yeah. drop bear to punish the naughty children. Yeah. Ah, and the naughty tourists. Yeah. yeah. Drop down your chimney. That's no right. one has a freaking chimney anymore, man. Yeah, like, who that, has that, a that chimney? bloody you get coal if you're bad and then you who burn the it and got ruin, a well, apparently ruin the some environment. People Kill have, the barrier reef. Apparently some people do have chimneys because like um there was a bit of an Aussie as where some guy actually tried to burgle a house through the chimney and then he got stuck in it for days. <laughs> Lol <laughs> <laughs> Mum and Dad's got a chimney. They got a fucking 
What is it? A fireplace? Uh, a wood burning thing? Yeah, really. <laughs> An oven? I don't know. What is it? <laughs> okay, hang on. Wait, wait. Let's let's unpack this. A wood burning fucking thing. Um, it could be a stove. <laughs> they burn heads in it. I it could know. be a fireplace. Wood burning fucking know. thing. A bonfire. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep moving. Can I? Can I? Yeah. All right. Slut. Where are we up did, to? Slut. Did you just call me a slut? I feel like he did. Slut. Yes. <laughs> slut Storgan. <laughs> Storget. Slut Storget. Slut Storget. Slut Storget. Stop slut screaming me. What is it? Slut Storget shaming you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you are such a dirty little slut Storget, Cambo. I can't even believe it. You have to buy new panties every week because you don't keep any. It's it's okay. I'm not trying to slut Storget shame you. Stop grooming Cambo. I'm trying to celebrate it. Stop grooming Cambo. That's my job. They're a bit yeah, tight. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Barney. Stepping on your territory there. That's right. They're a bit tight. <laughs> They're a bit clingy. I'm sitting here with no air con, sweating Yeah, up. we don't have any either. They're Let's keep moving. They're a bit moving. clammy. Do they have Boxing Day everywhere? Or? Yeah, look, we're assuming. And they, they yeah. at least have it in, like, most of the countries that every, people ev- listen every to Every country has a 26th of December. So you could just yeah. say 26th of – it surprisingly made it no. to the 26th of December. No, you can say Boxing Day. I'm just thinking, Boxing Day. Just say the 26th of December and we're covered. No, no, we could say Boxing Day. Okay, go for that it was, I was actually just adding a bit then. Oh, sorry. Oh, just, it was great. It was great. Yeah, it was amazing. Champagne comedy. <laughs> yeah, well. Woo. Well done. I'm not so serious. Don't take me serious. <laughs> He's drinking a beer. He's drinking <clears throat> it twice. He's drinking it again and now he's drunk. Last Christmas, yeah, I yeah. gave you my heart. <laughs> Last year, the goat surprisingly made it the Boxing Day intact. I, Boxing Day. Does everyone have Boxing Day everywhere or oh, what? I don't know if it's everywhere, but a lot of people have it. It's the day after Christmas. Well, I yeah. th- think technically it happens at 12.01 when everyone starts punching each well, other. Well, there's a 26th <laughs> of December <laughs> in like, every country, at me, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there, there is. <laughs> They don't all start it with, come at me, cat. But we do. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, no, it's Christmas the first thing. come at me cunt of Boxing Day. It's so beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. Haunting. <laughs> That's the second Randy we got here. We got the marijuana Randy mm. tonight. Oh, no, I actually prefer the marijuana Randy. Randy personally, but okay. Hi. Hi, I'm Randy. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cambo. Uh, I want to call your 1 800 number hi. Actually, late I at am. night. Hey, I'm baby. Randy. I'm Cambo. <laughs> hi. Hi. <laughs> Come on. I'm Cambo. In retaliation, to Randy. she turned around and smacked him. She turned around and smacked him fair in the face. Sorry, I fucked you. Do it again. Mary. <laughs> fucking, you. fucking Mary. Fucking, 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 fucking. Ah, fucking. In re- <laughs> In retaliation, she turned around and smacked him fair in the face. Fair f- in the face. Fair in the face. What? Fair in the face. I need a fucking beer. Yeah, fucking smack you in the face. Oh, don't fuck me fair in the face. Ow. I just have to adjust <laughs> my f's. One minute. Yeah, pull your pants up. Pull your nundies up. <laughs> pull your nundies up, <clears throat> camper friend. How do you pull know I'm wearing right any? Ah, you doing this nude? It's a I'd be wearing clothes if I was there. No, you wouldn't. Well, not after Barney got done with you. Stop grooming me, <laughs> Barney. All right, Cambo. Santa, put it away. That's not your reindeer. <laughs> Stop stroking your reindeer out the front. 
Oh, Cambo. <laughs> I love my oh, reindeer. Oh, Cambo, you tinsel-titted beauty. You magnificent <laughs> bastard, Cambo. <laughs> what are you doing? 